Hey everyone, welcome to Founders 365 with me, Stephen Hagty. Today I'm joined by Lisa Miller, co-founder of the award-winning digital agency, 3 Media Web. How are you today, Lisa? I'm awesome today, Steve. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for coming on. Um, super interested to have you on the show. So let's jump straight into it. What is 3 Media Web and what do you guys do? So we are an agency in Boston. We are a... Um, we are a B2B marketing agency. We do uh, web design, web development, hosting and support, and digital growth for B2B companies. Mm -hmm. um, we're about a 22-person agency. And so, yeah, those are our focuses. We do a little bit of B2C, but we try to focus on the B2B and, you know, grow we're growing in that area. So Yeah, amazing. Love it. Uh, how long have you guys been going? So together we've been to get, we've been going for 20 years, my partner and wow. I, so we both had our own agencies. Uh, we've been a combined agency for almost five years. Amazing. And you guys are, you know, you're winning awards, but more importantly, you yourself are really carving yourself out as um, someone's, someone of influence, right? Mm -hmm. So you were recently featured on the book cover, Boston magazine yeah. cover. Yeah, so there's uh, every city has it's called a business journal. So yeah. there's like Boston Business Journal, New York Business Journal, you know, San Francisco. So we have I was on the cover of the Boston Business Journal, their annual book of lists. Um, and the reason was because our agency was in the top 10. And so they were featuring um, business owners that were in the, you know, in the top list. So yeah, I got my face on that. And that's one that like <laughs> hangs around your desk all year because it's, you know, a lot of people use it for sales and different stuff like yeah. that. And, you know, they also gave me a full page feature, which was really awesome too. So how does it, it feel getting the press like that? Um, well, that, it was really big deal because, you know, not many people get their picture on the cover of that. And then also, you know, it's one thing to be an entrepreneur or Forbes online, but to actually see yourself in a business journal that every, you know, CEO in the city and, you know, the area is going to see is pretty, feels pretty good. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 stuff like that is always cool. Um, yeah. But also you, you focus on helping women um, sell better, right? Yep. Yeah, so that's How did one that of come about? Yeah, so when I joined this company, I also um, wanted to start a networking group for women. So at the same time, I started something called Metro West Women's Network. And in the beginning, it was, you know, we had networking events and lots of fun stuff, but eventually I wanted to put that cause more into my business as I realized that, you know, most of our customers are women decision makers, mm -hmm. believe it or not, I'd say 85% of our clients and decisions are made by women. So just myself learning to sell and learning how much sales really isn't sales. It's more about branding. It's more about yeah. positioning and helping people understand that it's anybody can sell anything, but you can't sell something that doesn't have a good reputation or that doesn't work right or that doesn't have a promise behind it. And so to me, the whole sales thing is more about branding. So I, I love brand. That's that's what I love to do. Why do you think people struggle with that then? Because it's it's still sales is still one of those things that I think most business owners struggle with at some part of their journey. Yeah, and I think you can improve sales by improving your brand. So mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people are set up to fail when they go to sell because it's like, here you go, go sell. But, you know, we don't have a social media presence. We don't have a press kit. We don't have reviews. Like, how are you supposed to sell products that aren't even positioned or services 
or, you know, I've even, I've read articles where somebody from a company will be talking about a thought subject, you know, in their industry, but yet they don't have any proof to back it up. Like they can say it. So you almost have to talk the talk along with like, I mean, walk the walk along with talk the talk. So, and, and I just think, you know, when you're trying to sell and you don't have those advantages, it's very hard to sell your products and services. So I just wanted to, you know, help people understand that more. And as a web design agency and marketing agency, you know, I see those challenges that businesses have. And so just being able to educate people better around that and how important it is to work on your brand, because it will help you be more successful in the end. But so from from where we sit, that's really obvious. Mm -hmm. So why do you think people when they come out and they start trying to sell their product, they kind of miss these obvious things. Is it just because mm-hmm. they're super excited about selling or is it just because they haven't been educated? Yeah, I think they haven't been educated. So again, that's why, you know, we built the sales empowerment summit was to educate mm-hmm. the buyers around, you know, what you need to be looking for when you're buying things and selling things. And that's just from our years of experience of doing it ourselves, watching people fail, watching ourselves fail, um, and just being able to share that. And the other thing is, you know, women sell differently than men, not to make it a gender issue, but, you know, women are very good at, you know, selling in their own way so you know a lot of times my business partner and i when we would sell we would go together because we knew that they would like either one of us like some people (laughs) gravitate more to the techie you know and then some people more gravitated to me where i was more like idea based and whatever so just women speak different than men and i just think it's important to have both types of salespeople. but just you want to empower people to use the tools that are out there and have them learn about them and and make a you know a, a conscious decision and an educated decision when they are buying or selling yeah and have you have your techniques changed because of covid because people are obviously staying at home they're not having those face-to-face meetings do you think that's affected things in a way or is, do you think the core is still the same Uh, I think the core is still the same. Like always, I'm always a believer of, you know, helping when I build relationships to, you know, to find customers and to build my own, you know, ambassador team. I always talk about, you know, how you help people, how you want to be empathetic, how you want to learn more and, and give more to get back. You know, you're not actually out there selling, you're actually out there helping people to build these relationships that are going to eventually sell your product. So I think empathy and being nice are something I've always wanted to, um, that I've always incorporated into our business and into our culture. So it's really funny to see how that is unraveling right now because that is the core of everything of what everybody's doing right now and moving forward do you think because people are becoming more compassionate uh getting more connected with others as well in a different way do you think that's going to help businesses i mean i think it'll help the businesses that are really that really are empathetic and really care because (laughs) I think in the end you know when people are making a purchasing decision yeah they are looking at a lot of different factors but a lot of times they're buying from a company or a person because they're empathetic because they're Mm -hmm. nice because they did them a favor Um, so I just think that is moving forward the people that are doing business that way are going to be the ones that are going to win and I mean a classic situation you know is airlines I mean not exactly right now but you hear all the time like bad airline stories, right? And good airline stories. So you kind of have these good airlines and the bad airlines. And so it's kind of the same thing where you're going to have like the good 
ethical companies and the companies that don't really care about you that much. They just mm. want to sell. So I think that nobody should be actively selling right now. Everybody should be building on their brand and building on how they can help their customers and providing education around that because that's what people are going to remember. They're going to remember, mm -hmm. oh, wow, 3 Media Web gave me like five really great tips to help my clients while they're struggling, or they gave me five really great ideas, or they gave me free hosting for six months because we were struggling, or whatever that mm -hmm. might be. Now is that time. I think now is the best time to be building relationships. And I actually just realized that like last week when I kind of like sucked it up and I joined this new networking group and I'm like, you know what? I got to do something different. <laughs> and and I joined this group and it's been incredible. And it just reminded me like that you always need to be evolving and changing and yeah. finding ways to build relationships with people, no matter what, you know, the status is of society or the crisis or whatever, those relationships are going to be the most important thing to carry you through. For sure. Why was it that you needed reminding of that? Because I got sick of doing Zoom meetings, you know, I got <laughs> sick of being on, you know, doing webinar, I just was getting tired of the electronics. And yeah. it being so like, it's a Zoom meeting, it's a podcast, so it's start and done. So I joined this new group on, um, it was a bunch of other influencers on LinkedIn. And it's a very private group. And, you know, there was rules around how you get to know people. And I mean, I love all these people now. I've only known them for two weeks, but I follow <laughs> them. I follow their stuff. Brilliant. And we all, you know, so it's just, you know, I, again, it was just kind of a wake up call because it was something different. And it just made me realize, like, I just have to keep trying different things and yeah. keep building my relationships, however that is right now. Um, so I guess I was kind of lucky to even find that group. <laughs> the world works in mysterious ways sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, as a founder yourself, then how other than, you know, keeping that networking active and, and things like that, how else do you make sure that you're keeping on top of your game then? Because you, you sound like a super busy person. You're involved in a, hunt, a, a number of different things. And from some people, it might just seem, you know, really busy, but obviously you're handling it great. So how do you make sure that you stay at the right state and right mental attitude for everything? Mm -hmm. um, well, of course, I have to be super scheduled with everything I do because I do a lot of press and different stuff like that. So I have to be really scheduled. Um, but to stay on top of things is a ne the networking again. It's, you know, how do I come up with the next big idea, the next big article story, the next, you know, whatever the thing is, I rely on people like you, other entrepreneurs that I'm in groups with that we brainstorm and they keep yeah. you at the top of your game. They're like, when's your podcast that you've been talking about for a month starting? <laughs> when's your conference? Are you going to go online? When are you announcing that? So you have these other influencers and, and people that are trying to do the same thing of you, keeping you accountable. Mm. And so, you know, and even in my own company, my other partners are so busy too. It's, you know, it's hard for them to keep, it's hard for us to keep each other accountable. So it is nice to have those outside resources to be able to do that. Yeah. Definitely. And if we talk about the the three um three media me, three media web, God, that's a mouthful for me today. Mm, three media web. Um <laughs> I've I've said it a couple of times on the podcast, but it, it does just seem like, you know, probably the past five, ten years, marketing agencies, web development agencies have exploded. Um, but you've obviously been around as separate entities and then together for like you said, around twenty years. How have you made sure that you've maintained your your relevancy through being able to combat with these people, you know, one man bands, people that are probably doing it slightly cheaper and all that kind of stuff? Because it has just exploded. 
It really has. And, you know, my whole philosophy is, is that we're not the right agency for everybody. There's right. a, there is a right agency for everybody, but ours is not always it. So even how, you know, we field our sales, we, you know, we vet every lead that comes in. And if, if that lead doesn't work for us or something like that, we find them the best agency yeah. for them. And so we've kind of built our reputation again on helping people. So if somebody comes to us and they're like, well, we need social media, something or influencer something, and we don't do it. We're like, well, mm -hmm. we have a really great partner for that. We'll refer them out. So that's one way that we've stayed successful is by not taking on work that we don't do, not trying to be yeah. everything to everyone and truly becoming experts at what we do. I mean, we partner with some of the largest agencies in Boston to tackle huge WordPress projects. We don't mm -hmm. talk about it online because it's it's not really white label. They're partnering. And again, partnering is a really another great way to expand your agency. Um, but we, you know, we have a promise. Our promise is to keep projects on time and budget. We stick to that promise, even if it upsets a client. If somebody comes to us and they're like, well, we want a website, we have so much money, we want to do it in two months, like we say no. We can't do that because as soon as you start to take a project out of your normal processes that you follow to be successful, you're going to be, you're going to fail. And that's what hurts your business is when you fail at what you do. So setting yourself up so that you won't fail, I think for us has been one of the best things we've done. And that is sometimes pushing back on your clients. That is sometimes not taking clients that feel like they might not be successful because they don't have yeah. resources or they're nickel and diming you. And again, you find an agency that's going to work successfully for them. You find them an agency that can do it in two months and you yeah. say goodbye to the work. So it's, that's, it's, the, it's that power of no, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Every entrepreneur needs to learn as soon as possible that actually you don't have to say yes to everything. Exactly. They know you, you then with you keep the power and you keep those conscious decisions. Um, I think that's something that I, it took me a while to learn, for sure. Yeah, uh, I still struggle with that. <laughs> I think we all do. My partners keep me straight, though. They're like, nope. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we have a great partnership program. That was something else we, you know, did early on and did differently. I originally started as a three media web partner as my agency. So we continued to do that with other agencies. So even if we do say no to a big project and we hand it off to somebody, Sometimes they'll give us a referral fee. If yeah. they are not in a referral fee, you know, agreement with us, they'll give us a referral for a job. So we're all handing each other business. And I mean, yeah. I, again, everybody's doing it because, and I think the newer agencies understand it a little bit differently than the older agencies. Like we took all the pain points that clients would come to us with. They'd say, you know, I, my website was supposed to be launched six weeks ago and I'm still waiting. And so we came up with this whole document of all these pain points that these clients had told us. And we make it our goal to not do any of the things in that document. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, and we kind of like live by it. So yeah. um, we kind of had this idea of like, we wanted to be a new agency. Like we didn't want to be super creative and out of the box and we wanted to have more processes. We wanted to standardize how we did projects. I mean, of course we're creative, like how we do marketing projects, but, and how we design, but we just didn't want to, you know, jump into anything that seemed exciting because we just mm. really, that's what takes you off track. 
is when you start throwing things into projects and, you know, yeah. so just planning it really well, having a really solid process, sticking to that, making your clients stick to that. Cause that's the worst part is, you know, <laughs> they're the ones that don't stick to it. Um, but, you know, again, being able to know that in advance is what is, you really have to vet that client really, really well. Exactly. And for you, you mentioned something really interesting there in terms of having these partnerships with other agencies. Again, it comes back to networking. You're obviously a massive networker in your in your personal brand as well as the three media brand. Why is it, do you think, that um, networking is so important? Because from my standpoint, I'm a big believer in networking, uh, but it's often hard to find the right people to network with. Right. Um, it's funny because I'm reading a book right now called The Content Engine, and they talk all about, you know, it's not when you're networking with people or when you're telling to stories to people or whatever the marketing vehicle might yeah. be, when you're targeting people, you're really not targeting your customer. No. You're targeting people that, again, that you you want them to like you, you want them to trust you, and they become your ambassadors. Mm -hmm. And so that's what you're trying to build. You're trying to build ambassadorship. You're trying to build you know, a network of people that also understand ambassadorship, you know, so when you go to sometimes networking events, and you'll see these people, these sharks, and they'll be like, my business is this, and if you need this, like, that's not what it's about. People yeah. need to understand that ambassadorship, or, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, the people that are like raving about you, they are people that you've done awesome things for, they're people that really like you. And then that growth is exponential. Like when you're just mm. targeting one person, you're targeting one person. But when you're targeting people so that they can be your ambassadors, your growth is exponential. And we've actually really seen that. We still get tons of referrals. And the nice thing about referrals versus, you know, clients coming in through the web and different stuff like that you get, you have to work those more through a sales process. So if somebody yeah. comes in from New York and they don't know us, but they found us somehow, whereas if somebody comes in and they're like, oh, that's a referral from such a person that knows you, Lisa, that deal is going to 90% close, 95. And mm -hmm. the pro sales process is going to be shorter. It's going to be easier. So it's a lot less work to close those referrals. And that's why they're so important, especially yeah. in this business. Oh, for sure. There's, there seems to be, from where I stand, a real mix almost like a stark contrast between those that are are doing, you know, paid leads, let's say, versus those that are nurturing their audience and nurturing their, like you said, you know, building these connections, building these network. Why is it, do you think, that some people can't get that balance right? I mean, I think that's something everybody struggles with, you know, getting mm. the right amount of sales and whatever, um, because I think a lot of digital agencies think they can do the leads digitally and they can. Yeah. A lot of times that's what they do. And maybe if they super specialize in that, they can do a better job. But for us, we've seen a much, you know, even though we get tons of leads online and all different stuff, we still see a better success rate with the clients that get referred to us. Yeah. Always. You know, it's somebody who already worked with us. It's somebody who, you know, you're talking about people who are spending. That yeah. And they're spending a lot of money. They're spending, yeah. you know, they could be spending a hundred more than a hundred thousand dollars easily. So that's the other thing. Somebody who's going to spend that kind of money probably isn't going to find you through an ad. Mm. Or if they do, they might ask around you. And then that just goes back to brand. Even yeah. if they do find you online, they look at 3Media Web and they might compare us to another web development agency. 
And, you know, they're able to see who we really are because we've built our brand. You know, we have all our social stuff. We're in the press. We do thought leadership. We mm. participate in like operations and stuff, events to help other agencies. So people might look at us and be like, wow, these guys are really out there. They're really doing lots of different stuff. This seems like someone I want to work with. Or yeah. somebody else might be like, ah, oh, they, they seem like they're too nice. Like, I just want, <laughs> you know, whatever. Like, so, I mean, again, I think it's the- filtering, isn't it? We always want to be filtering our leads to make sure that the people that we work with are the ones that want to work with us. Right. I mean, I want people to already want to work with me before they even call me. That's my whole goal with everything I do online, with all my networking, all my PR, all the stuff we write, all of our social media. It's all about, it's like Nikes. Like I want, people are like, I don't, I want a pair of sneakers. They don't even say that. They're like, I want Nikes. Like I want people to say, I want three media web. (laughs) There you go. That's the goal. (laughs) And then so. you can have, you, you, then you have to obviously write a book and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it has to happen. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Sales Empowerment Summit for Women then, because what's where's this going? What's what what's your plan for Sales Empowerment Summit moving forward? Um, talk to me more about how you guys operate. You mean oh, so the summit is? I guess it's our agency event. You could look at yeah. it like that. It's how we've put a cause into our agency. Um, So last year we had the event and we built it really similar to like a HubSpot where we talked a lot about the different types of marketing that go into your brand and help sales. And it was a little bit sales um, oriented, like how to close difficult deals and different stuff like that. This year we kind of have a little bit of a different situation because we can't have it in person unfortunately um and and we were we were gonna have it in at at laugh boston i don't know if you guys have these in england but they're big giant comedy clubs yeah and so we so we were going to have it there um in boston uh in october but now we have to do it online so it's funny because it worked out really well this year this year we wanted to do something more inspirational and innovational around Mm. sales so we wanted some sales innovators to come in and talk about what kind of things they're doing to shake up their sales um yeah. so we we had this company called IA Innovations coming in and they're tied to um Laugh Boston or they're owned by Laugh Boston so they go in and so this year it's all about the energy the innovation the um how to shake it up so that's going to be actually really great to do online because you go to all these online events and they're pretty stale I'm sorry, they are. They're not funny. They're not. People are just trying to get through them. And so I'm excited because this gets to be more fun, more innovative, more exciting. And it's even more exciting because if we had the event in Boston, we would be limited to like, say, 300 attendees. Whereas online, I'm unlimited. Like it opens up the whole world. So, um, yeah. So I did. I did a um, it was like a Facebook live event on Friday with Paul Carrick. I think that's mm-hmm. his last name. And it was um, all about companies and how they're pivoting. And it was, you should go check it out. It was one of the most exciting events that I've ever done like that. And I was just <laughs> like, this is just a LinkedIn Live. And this is a blast. I had a blast with him. He was super yeah. great. And his guests were super people great. People, people take the online world a little bit too seriously sometimes, don't they? They need to loosen mm-hmm. up. They need to have a laugh. I mean, doing that event and a comedy location is just such a great pre-frame anyway because mm-hmm. you kind of know that look you're going to have a little bit of fun it's going to be a little bit different um mm-hmm. so being able to bring that online as well and still be able to reach those those people and more is such a great aspect for your business 
Yeah, it's, it's 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 we were really looking forward to it, and we still are. So it's just a different, yeah. you know. I've never had to pivot so much in my life, honestly. I know. I was literally just about to say, pivot. It seems to be the word of twenty twenty. Should like make a dance, like yeah, a pivot exactly. dance. You know, we could go viral on like we can make TikTok. a TikTok dance with everything, and we will be probably not that viral, but we can hope. we can try, we can try. I'm gonna hold um, you to that, Steve. <laughs> yeah. I am awful. I've tried some of the TikTok dancing and they, uh, they, they don't go down with me. But I'm, I'm up for trying. I'm up for trying. I'll, and I'll come on in October and do the pivot dance for you. You come to that. Um, but Lisa, listen, I would love to just have one of my final questions to you is um, if you could give sort of three bits of advice, either on sales or, or sort of brand development then, because I know this is what you love. What would those three bits of advice be for, let's just say, a, a founder that's probably – Maybe, maybe struggling right now and want to reposition themselves for the future. Mm -hmm. So I just think if you have an idea and you have thoughts about something you want to do, do it and do it your way. Don't go around asking 50 people like how you should do it. When you, you, if you're an entrepreneur and you're kind of a visionary, if you have a great idea, don't ask people because you're going to do it your way. Don't let other people tell you what to do and just own it and love it and do the best job at it. That's where I see people really succeeding. Yeah. Not just in my business. I'm involved with lots of other women entrepreneurs and you know what? Don't let other people tell you how to do things. No. Do it your way. Also, Innovate. You people that you're going to get 50 different answers. You're going to be right. more confused than ever. Um, come back to the Nike side of things. Just to, Yep. Exactly. Just two keep more. innovating. <laughs> I get give me two more. Two more two more things. <laughs> yeah, go on. I'm pushing you. Now. Yeah. Um, always be learning. So always, yeah, always on. be learning new things. I joined a new um networking online group, not the one I was telling you about early, but I joined something. Yeah. This is like an online platform. And yeah. you know, I read some reviews and it got some goods, got some bad, but you know what? I'm not gonna listen to other people, I'm gonna try it myself. So that's been really fun. Um, it's mm. connected me with a lot of other local businesses, which is something I don't get to do as much. I tend to connect with the bigger businesses in Boston and different stuff like that. So don't be scared to try new things. You have this extra time now. People might not have more time, but they do have time that they are going to have to dedicate to pivoting and shifting and yeah. learning new things. But always be learning new things because that's what keeps you innovative. And again, it's all about innovation. It's always about new things. It's always about the next fad. I don't care what anybody says. You can't stay stale. you got to be learning. Um, yeah. And the third thing is meet awesome, awesome people who are going to bring you up. People like Steve, who are awesome, have great followings, have great advice, want to interview you, want to learn about you, um, become friends with those people. Don't like, you know, now that I've interviewed with you once, I'm going to keep bugging you for the rest of your life, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I just think keep building those relationships and make them meaningful. Don't just yeah, connect yeah. with people just to connect with people. Just yeah, make them different. meaningful. Yeah. And have fun with it. Just have yeah. fun. I think it's yeah. so easy for people to connect with people for the sake of it. Um, but with those meaningful relationships, like I, over the years, I've built so many great relationships from online, meeting people online. Um, and that is just because we've both put in the effort. And yeah. It, it has to be a two-way street, always. 
Yeah, and sometimes people will go off your radar for a while. I mean, obviously, you need a really awesome CRM because you can't remember every single person you meet. Um, but, you know, you do find those people that you connect with a little more. So gravitate yeah. to the ones that you already feel like you have a connection with. Keep everybody in a database. Give yourself some reminders to follow up. But there are people that probably will never be great connections, and that's okay. But mm. love the ones you're with. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So again, it comes back to environment, doesn't it? Make sure your environment is fueling you uh, which is <laughs> Lisa thank you so much for those that was really good uh, if anyone wants to get in touch with you directly learn more about three media web perhaps join your summit in October what's the best way for them to get in touch yeah so you can follow us on any of our socials they're all just at three media web whether it's Instagram Twitter Facebook um, you can reach out to me personally um, on Twitter I'm at Lisa printer I'm also that on Facebook and I'm also that on uh, Instagram and yeah, reach out, connect with me on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. Uh, it's a great, I get so much information from that and I'd love to hear from people. Amazing. Lisa, thank you so much for coming on Founders 365. I'm looking forward to learning more about you guys, seeing how you guys do. And I really want to be, see this, um, this summit in October. That's awesome. Thanks so much. This has been fun. So Great. excited that I got to meet you and be a part of this. No, thank you for coming. Thanks for your time. And thanks everyone else for watching and listening.